Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm bringing some different ideas to you around self-awareness and how this really does pertain to our anxiety and what we can do to have greater self-awareness. So first off, do you realize how far along you are in your understanding of yourself and your mind-body through knowing about anxiety? Just from listening to the show, you are actually doing more reflection than you might be had you not been listening or doing other research or reading books about anxiety. Many people who are afflicted with anxiety and that are struggling are entirely unaware that they have anxiety or even what anxiety actually is. So I want to start off today's show by you giving yourself credit for being further along in your journey of self-understanding and self-knowledge much further along than you may even realize. Just as it can be like very difficult, if not even impossible, to improve an anxious state without first recognizing that there is such a state as anxiety, and that you suffer from this condition. We can use increased self-knowledge, understanding of our mind-body complex, and the related habits and practices to do what? To minimize the intrusiveness of high anxiety states. And we can also cultivate pervasive inner peace that can help preserve our tranquility even in the face of great stress. So I have to say this brings us what I would consider hope. The fact that increased self-knowledge can really help us along with the understanding of our mind-body complex and how this all works, how the mind informs the body, how the body informs the mind. And the related habits and practices that we learn here, and like I said, in other places. And if you are actually doing them, of course, first you'll be listening, right? First you'll be investigating, listening, checking things out, maybe coming back and hearing me say it over and over again, and realize at some point, what would change if I were to actually build new habits around this mind-body complex? What if I were to actually have the practices that we're talking about here on ACP in my daily life? What would happen if I had those practices as a regular thing in my life? Could I do that? Could I minimize the intrusiveness of the high anxiety states? And yes, I'm here to tell you yes. And you will also begin as you are minimizing your intrusive high anxiety states, you will at the same time be cultivating that pervasive inner peace. And this can all work toward your daily tranquility. Even when you are faced with great stress, 
So this is where we have to take a pause and consider, am I doing the things that I need to be doing to minimize my intrusive high anxious states? Am I doing the habits and the practices? Have I written those down in a journal somewhere? so that I could look back on them? Have I made sticky notes to myself? New habits are so hard to build, but we can do it. And that's what I want to leave you with today is great hope that you can do this. So I have some exercises today that I want you to add to your journal to see where you can put these into your life. A few of them, if maybe even one of them and to leave you with that feeling of great hope, that there is hope. The way you are feeling right now is not forever. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. And now on to the 12 exercises for greater self-awareness. A lot of these ideas came from a nice article in entrepreneur.com, which I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And that will be there if you want to read the entire article. And the first exercise for greater self-awareness here that I've written down is to ask the three whys. Now, this is the same why over and over and over, but this will help you to better understand a course of action that is helpful to you. So if you are saying that you are afraid to drive home from a class because it's dark out and it's late, you ask yourself why. And then you will give your answer. And then you ask why again to that answer. And then you will ask why one more time. What we are trying to do here is just bring it back further and further and really digging into the real reason behind your fear. The second one I have is to discuss your feelings through journaling. Expand your emotional vocabulary by using feeling lists. And I'll have a a link to these feeling lists in the show notes also because it is super helpful to have lists of feelings. 
We can't just have happy, sad, angry, right? We have a whole plethora of feelings that we can dip into and and try on for ourselves. So I just jotted down a few here to give you guys some more ideas of, so let's look at first pleasant feelings, right? So you can have in the idea of having a, a pleasant feeling, you could have open understanding, confident, could be happy, great, joyous, alive, playful, courageous. It could be good, calm, peaceful, love, considerate, affectionate, interested, could be concerned, inquisitive, positive, could be eager, keen, strong, could be sure and certain. These lists are fabulous, so I hope you will go through them. And I also jotted down some of the ideas around difficult or unpleasant feelings just to get you started. So for angry, you could be irritated or enraged. For depressed, you could be lousy or disappointed. Confused could be upset or doubtful. Helpless could be incapable or alone. Indifferent could be insensitive or dull. Afraid could be fearful or terrified. Hurt could be crushed or tormented. And sad could be tearful or sorrowful. And there are many, many more. And I can't emphasize enough how much you will benefit from checking out these lists because we get stuck with the same words over and over again for how we are feeling, whether they be pleasant or unpleasant. And we want to expand that if we can and really begin to refine the feeling down to where you are really getting it down to its essence, what you are really feeling. It can be helpful in your journaling practice to be able to pull up some of these words. So keeping those lists near you where you journal will be super helpful. I hope you will try that. The third one is to practice saying no to yourself. Say no to five temptations per day. You know there will be things coming up where you want to either slack off or not do a practice or not do something that will make you feel good because it's a hard thing to do, but you know it'll make you feel good. Practice to saying no to yourself, to the temptation to slack off or to the temptation to dive deep into something that you are trying to avoid. The fourth one is don't react automatically. And we talk about that a lot here where we take the pause, take a deep breath before and act deliberately. Number five, Be aware of your flaws and your weaknesses and acknowledge your mistakes. There is no shame in having flaws, in having weaknesses, or having made mistakes. We are human beings. Join us in the Common Humanity Hall, where we are all with flaws, weaknesses, and have all made mistakes. You will be able to grow more when you are aware of these things and you acknowledge them. Number six is to monitor your inner dialogue. Celebrate your success and forgive your failures. Make sure that your inner self-talk is benefiting you, not hurting you. You do have control over that. 
Number seven is to improve your body language and be aware of it. Watch yourself on video if you can and watch videos of skilled speakers and see where is your body language speaking louder than your words. It's good to see how maybe skilled speakers can portray confidence or making their points in a way with their body helping them and see where your body language might be falling short or where you can celebrate it and be really excited on how well you are doing. But to be aware of your body language is important. Number eight is to play devil's advocate. And so that would be to argue against your own views and assumptions. That can be really fun to be able to actually check yourself as you would in a debate or in another conversation. The beauty of debates is you learn both sides of the issue, right? And you learn both and you can talk about both deeply. And so do that with yourself. Play devil's advocate. See if you can't find a different view of your own assumptions. Number nine, know your own personality. Where do you lie in the introvert-extrovert spectrum? This is super fun to do, and there are a number of different tests that you can take. Um, You can take the Myers-Briggs, which is probably the most popular. There are other ones that, so if you just wanted to look up online introvert extrovert test, you'll find a bunch of them that you could try to see where you fall. And it's really interesting. And then on top of that, I want you to look into the qualities and the beauty of being more introverted or more extroverted, because that's what you came in with. These are things that are not probably going to change, but you can make those parts of you shine. We come in either introverted or extroverted or somewhere on that spectrum. You could be in the middle also and be able to go both ways depending on situations and your energy levels. But what a joy to understand your own personality and to be able to really make shine the parts of that that are positive and to just downplay the parts that are maybe holding you back. Maybe you can do some other exercises to make sure that you don't fall into traps with the negative pieces of those personalities. Number 10, keep track of your progress and setbacks. Again, you can do this through journaling and you can evaluate yourself and reflect. You can do this on a regular basis. Maybe you could do it monthly or quarterly. It might depend how often you want to look back. But if you are journaling on a regular basis, which might be daily or five days a week, let's say, and then monthly or quarterly, you can go back and track your progress. See where you made positive motions and where you had setbacks or problems. And with this, you will do it without judgment. You want to just look and see so that you can course correct as needed. This will help you to not always be relying on that anxious mind to tell you all the negatives. You will also see your positives. And number 11, ask for constructive feedback. Find out what others think. 
Now, that's a great thing that happens in our group coaching. We have the Facebook group where people, it's a private group and people talk to each other. They ask for constructive feedback. And if you want me to give my feedback, you just have to tag me and I'll be sure to jump in. But you can hear what others are experiencing. You can share what you were able to do or not able to do and ask for some constructive feedback. And you can find out what others think. And the beauty of the group is it's a group of people who are trying to move forward in the same manner that you are. They are working on their anxious minds on their high stress, on their panic, and they are able to understand where you are at. So ask for constructive feedback. And number 12, I would not be able to read a list about becoming more self-aware if it did not include to meditate. You know that this is a big priority here at ACP, and there's a reason for that. It's because it works for us to spend time with our own mind and see what is going on in there. And we can't change something that we are not familiar with. So meditation is on this list. So I will have the link to the entire article in the show notes if you would like to read that. And I look forward to hearing from you if you'd like to share something that you would like to have addressed on the show here, or if you'd like more information on anything that we put out there. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And now for today's quote. Self-awareness is the ability to take an honest look at your life without any attachment to it being right or wrong, good or bad. And that's from Debbie Ford. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.